And I think that kind of leaves into like movie love bullshit. Oh, dude. It's so bad. Like, and it, listen, if you're a hopeless romantic, f- off. Okay. And I can say that because I used to be one. Welcome to the What's Up Ready Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Tell a friend about us. Tell your family about us. Tell a love-struck moron about us. Um, a dreamer, hopeless romantic. Tell all those people about us. They may not want to listen to this episode by the time I'm done, but you should still uh-huh. tell them about us. Um, today it's week four. It's our final review of indie movies for the month of September. Um, yeah, this was a terrible category. Who picked it? Fucking this guy, man. And then the other guy, fucking Ray to Ray Bill, asshole. Jesus, I regret Patreon. Other than I don't because it's so much fun to interact in there. But yeah, we're we're reviewing the movie. 500 days of summer it was uh, released august 7th 2009 it was written by scott newstater and michael weber it was directed by mark webb it stars joseph gordon levitt zoe Deschanel, jeffrey arend matthew gray Gubler, clark gregg chloe grace moretz rachel boston minka kelly and ian reed kessler <laughs> This movie kills me. Okay. After being dumped by the girl he believes to be his soulmate, hopeless romantic Tom Hansen reflects on the relationship to try and figure out where things went wrong and how he can win her back. That's a some of these. I, I guess that works, even though you don't know that. I guess technically that, you know, I guess technically it works. That synopsis kind of. Um, 500 days of summer. This was my pick. Okay. So I have to tell uh, the story. About Please this. do. <laughs> so Casey loves depressing movies. Like she likes these sad, realistic, too relatable, like feel like you're watching a movie that you can connect with on levels that I don't like to. Like I like movies that I'm like, there's a, I can see the disconnect from reality because then I don't internalize shit. Right. Right. Um, but I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I love Zoe Deschanel. And I think that's what allowed me to be okay going to, but Casey's like, and she loves indie movies. She likes this kind of thing. So she was really excited about this movie because her Zoe Deschanel is one of her favorite actresses out there. So we went and saw it in the theater and I walked out because like, that was great. I'm like, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> like it was fucking horrid, but it's not, it's a really good movie at its core, in my opinion. But, it's not for the faint of heart. Like if you're a hopeless romantic, if you believe in storybook love, movie love, fate, all that shit, I wouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> like it's not that this isn't that. It <laughs> this is real. This shit hurts. So with that, it is a weird way to tell this story, love story, though, Alec, isn't it? Oh, this gets me because because. So I like the way that they had this movie spaced out, right? You go like day one, day 47, day three, day 382. 
yeah and all this stuff but it the way they kind of pitch this right or the way that it feels like is that this is you're going to go through their relationship of 500 days yeah no <laughs> nope. the relationships like a third of that and then you deal with all the kind of backlog the depression of you know not being around and everything so like the, the way the story was told i thought was really cool yeah but i think the story premise sucks <laughs> and <laughs> half of that is because when jj said 500 days of summer i thought it was 51st states with adam sandler like that's what clicked in my <laughs> mind so i was like oh fuck yeah let's go and then uh, this came on and i think oh she's made me watch this before because she's mm. a little bit like casey in the sense that she likes these kind of real downer realistic movies yeah um and she loves joseph gordon levitt uh i don't like these downer realistic movies because i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of my attitude yeah um and so like this whole kind of love story that's not a love story like i i hate that and i mm-hmm. don't get why people get kind of sucked into being on this you know to use a how i met your mother term hook yeah, someone's hook because like dude if someone doesn't want to be with you they don't it's not that they don't want to be with anybody it's they don't want to be with you mm-hmm. like wake up and smell the uh lilacs and decomp like <laughs> straight up they don't want to be yeah. with you and so kind of having this hinging on it like i hate to break to you wake up get a day daily dose of reality mm-hmm. um because it's not going to work out. Yeah. They're they're looking for someone that someone is not you, so they're going to keep you around as entertainment until they don't need you anymore. Yep. And so at that point, my kind of attitude is like, bro, you did this to your fucking self. Like yep. I, I, I can't be friends. Like I couldn't be Goobler in this because his, uh, <laughs> as your friend, I'm be like, you, why are you mad? <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It's a good question. And I think that kind of leaves into like movie love bullshit. Oh, dude. It's so bad. Like, and listen, if you're a hopeless romantic, fuck off. Okay. And I can say that because I used to be one. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, when I was, you know, it's so funny. So here's another story. When I, I, I was working for a credit card company and not I've worked for a couple and this was the very first one I'd ever worked for. And I was a trainer, I was a new trainer, and I I worked with this big bunch of rambunctious training group, and they were all women, okay? And it was fun. We had a great time. And I had, I was intermittently, like I had met this girl, we were good friends, but we weren't dating. We were fucking, she was summer. Like that's, yeah. it it was this situation, okay? met her and i'm like dude there's something about this girl i really like her and and so i was chasing you know what i mean and i was trying to be smart about it right but i was chasing and it, it, i remember to this day my boss her name was tammy i had been chasing this girl we'd gone on a couple of dates we hung out a lot as friends like gone to movies hung out like but i had started we had started to like shift into where we weren't just going to get a cup of coffee because we wanted to hang out as friends like we there were other things happening, right? And things were morphing and shifting. And I was like fucking 100% in, right? And I have always, like, I, my dad was a hopeless romantic. One of my my dad's best friends still to this day 
as an almost 70-year-old man gives his wife a rose every morning, still to this day, has every single day that they've known each other, he's given her a rose every morning. That's the kind of shit that I grew up around, right? So, like, I believed in all that stuff. So I'm applying all of the principles of my romantic, helpless romantic self to this relationship. Right. And God, this is one of the reasons that I, this is probably like the fourth time I've watched this movie. And three of the four, this is the first one I've watched it actively as a choice of my own versus <laughs> Casey wanting to watch it. Cause I watched it with the first one. I was like, oh, I'm not really into this type of movie, but I watched it and I left going, I don't like that movie at all. Cause it made me look like a fucking moron when I was a teenager or when I was a young man. Right. I was early twenties. So anyway, my boss tells me, she goes, look, you need to be careful. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I'm just telling you, you need to be careful. I was like, how do you mean? She goes, cause we like you. You're optimistic. You're kind of a hopeless romantic. You're fun. She goes, all of the, all of your teammates, the women in there in this little room, we had this little office where all eight of us sat and it was like a closet. We could close the door and we were all locked in this one little room. And we would hang out in team meetings. She goes, all of your friends here have noticed that you're this way, you're that way. And we don't want you to become jaded because it's nice. And there's a lot of hope around you. Well, I fucking told her, I was like, don't worry about it. They'll never get me. Fuck you. I'm jaded. I'm fucking grumpy. And I'm fucking, this girl really fucked me up. And it, so like I watch this movie and I, it brings like, it gives me some anxiety. Cause I'm like, mm, I don't feel good. Now I've recovered. I'm all good. I still have a little bit of a hopeless romantic in me, but I can't watch movies like this or it reminds me of why I'm not quite as jade free as I used to be as a younger man. Right. But I think most people go through something of some sorts that kind of makes them realize that love isn't all that it's portrayed to be. In fact, it's very, it's nothing like it. No, love is hard work. Fucking ain't right. And it's a choice. That's yeah. the part that gets me. So when they talk about like even at love the end of this movie, it, yeah, the love at first sight and the like uh, it's bullshit. It's just not there's infatuation at first sight, there's lust at first sight, there's intrigue at first sight, but there's not love. Love is a choice, love is difficult, love is work, like you said, and it's hard work, and it's the most difficult job, I think, besides maybe being a parent that's out there. Yeah, because it's not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. It, you, your levels kind of go up and down. Like, there's times I hate Oshi's guts. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just the way it is. She does some dumb shit, and I'm like, oh, why the fuck did you do that? But the next day, you yeah. know, it, it balances itself out because she does something amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this, yeah, this is like that uncomfortable because I hate people who are Zoe Deschanel's, you know, character summer. I hate them. Yeah. Because it's clearly a game. Sure. In some way, shape or form, uh, to be like, oh yeah, you know, da da da. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a girlfriend. I'm just here for the, you know, ride type of a thing because it's that kind of manipulative Mm-hmm. And what can I get out of this person? How can I, you know, make them dance, dance, monkey, dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't stand it because it's almost portrayed in, you know, not necessarily this film, but in other films as being like, that's the way you should be. Yeah, sure. Um, and so this is it's it's almost sad that this is the, you know, on the indie market. 
Yeah. Because this is the kind of film you want people to watch and remember and learn from. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be, don't be summer. Yeah. Don't be Tom either. But I was just say, don't be Tom. Either. <laughs> I was just saying, because like on the flip side of what you're saying, I agree with everything you said. People that are like summer, like just hearing her say to him, like, well, I just want to be friends. And I want, you know, nothing serious, casual. Those are like, just so you know, people, men, women, I don't care. If someone says that to you when you're professing that you want to go out with them, you want to try something with them, fucking run away. Yeah. Because it's not going to end well. Everybody wants not. something serious. They just don't want serious with you. Correct. You're a placeholder <laughs> yeah. until you go to the coffee shop and some the guy that you feel something. You know what I mean? And like that question at the end when Tom's like, well, what was different? Or, you know, what is it about? And he, it's all I the assurity that I had that you never gave me. I'm like, well, fuck you then. You know what I mean? Like you weren't prepared for it then. And that, that's a whole different conversation, I think. But I don't like Tom either. Like people like Tom, because that whole belief in love being something that it isn't, that there's like a soulmate and fate's going to step in. And I don't believe in any of that shit anymore. I used to, right? I look, listen, people, and I'll probably piss some people off with this one. There is not one person in the world for you that will, that, that it can work. Look, you may end up with one person and that's great. Congratulations. That does not mean that you could not have made it work with anybody else. And if you live in that, you're delusional because I've always had a theory. My favorite theory of as I, after I became a little jaded, right. After Mm -hmm. this girl rocked my world. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. I mean, she did in a good way too, but not, (laughs) not, I'm talking about the most recent broke is that it was, you know, it was bad way. So I developed a theory and that is look, when it comes to things like things of the heart, right? And love and all that men are fucking stupid. Okay. We're all fucking dumb. And if you think you're not wake up, fucker, you're dumb when it comes to matters of the heart and the relationships and emotions, we're stupid. We don't get clues. We don't fucking understand. Goddamn hints. We're stupid. And I use this next word in in relation in describing women carefully and please do not misunderstand the word, but all women are fucking added. (laughs) I'm probably going to get added and that's okay. I'll explain myself, but all women are crazy. Okay. And I'm not talking about clinically crazy. I'm not talking about because men don't see hints because we're stupid. Women think that we see hints, you know, that old adage of continue to do the same shit and expect a different result. If you keep dropping subtle hints and expect your guy to get it, you're fucking crazy. It's not going to happen. It's the definition of insanity. You're going to have to pound them over the head with a baseball bat if you want them to understand something that you're trying to tell them that's subtle. It's not going to work. Now, all men are stupid. All women are crazy. The key to love, in my opinion, with that those two things in mind is you need to find someone where your stupid matches their crazy and vice versa, Okay. How much cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is your dumbass willing to put up with? And how much of I'm stupid (laughs) is your psychotic ass willing to put up with? Once you're able to do that, and how much of it do you find cute, right? Like, Casey's got a next level of crazy sometimes. But I think there's a level of it to me that's endearing. And sometimes she'll do 
we're fine doing our crazy and stupid shit in public. Like we don't care. People I've had friends be like, dude, you are a saint. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like I enjoy that shit. I was like, I, I find it endearing her cuckoo and she hates my stupidity. But when I bounce back from the stupidity, she loves all the fucking really smart shit that I do. Right. So that's, you have to find a balance and I'm sure you can relate. Oh, 100 percent yeah and it's it's like that uh because oh will like has a list of all the hints she dropped and i'm like bro <laughs> i don't even remember the first time we met <laughs> it's like i'm sorry <laughs> i don't remember what happened i don't you know recall all everything around us i was like fuck like i don't remember any of this is oh yeah like i touched your arm at this time and i was like i was like what the fuck? I touch people all the time. And most of the time it's like, hey, tap. Can you yeah. do this? Or hey, push, move out of my way. <laughs> it's like, I don't put in, there's no hidden meaning behind She's like, yeah. Yes, there is. And I was like, not no, there's us. not. <laughs> not for us. <laughs> so yeah, she goes like deep in all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I like that crazy versus stupid and mm-hmm. figure out that balance because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, because there's times where I'm like, I can't deal with you right now. You are, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and it tends to be because I can, I'm pretty mellow yeah. right, as a person, an individual. She's not. Yeah. And, so, uh, you know, there, there's points where it's like, okay, I can't deal with you right now. Like, I mm-hmm. cannot deal with you and your craziness. Um, and she can't deal with the fact that she's like, I dropped so many hints about this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to write it out in big block letters <laughs> so i can see it yeah like like here's a here's a tip women if you say to a man the garbage is really full we do not hear <laughs> you need to take the garbage out we're we gonna agree with you yeah, that the we're garbage- gonna, yeah it's really full it kind of stinks too <laughs> Somebody should take that shit out. And, and we're not playing games because I've yeah. dealt with girls who think that it's like a game. It's like, no. No. Nah. No, nah, we're just that dumb. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and look, people, I, my least favorite question from a woman to a man is, what you thinking? You don't, oh. you don't, you don't want to know. Because it's not what you think. Like, there's nothing, nothing deep here. It's nothing that's happening. No. No, no, nothing going on. What you I thinking? get that from Oshi. I get Love that. It. What are you thinking about? Nothing. You're not thinking about anything? No, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're so adamant about that. You want to know what I was thinking? I was thinking, how do I build a conveyor belt from the fridge to the couch? <laughs> what would that cost me? What's that look like? There's nothing smart going. What were you thinking? I was trying to figure out how to make beer squirt out of my windshield wiper. I that's what I'm trying to fucking figure. That's my thoughts. Like, so stop asking and don't think that, like I said, if you ask a question that you think will lead to me being smart enough to figure out that there's something behind that question that you want to happen, wrong. Yeah, you're wasting your time. Yeah, nine times out of ten, we're not gonna catch on to that. Yeah, the nice thing, though, so I've been with Oshi long enough to kind of pick up on some sure. stuff that's happening. And yeah. so I prepared responses that uh, I, I don't want to be mean and say, like, shut her up, but sure. kind of do that correction a little yeah. bit. Because 
uh, like, I don't know. You guys probably have a radio station there in Utah that does it where they do like that caught cheating kind of bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that where it's like, you know, you call someone, ask them where they want to send a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, well, what would you say? 100%. It's my buddy Nick at work. I was like, if anybody's one, because that'd be hilarious. Sure. We have that kind of relationship where it'd be funny. Yeah. Two, it gets her thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, there's no time to cheat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like if you if anybody ever calls and says, hey, where you want flowers sent? I was like, I'm not sending them to a girl. I'm not sending them to you. I'm sending them to Nick. (laughs) Now shut up and eat your sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. No, yeah, like there's you, you figure each other out. That's part of real love is like you start to figure out like those little nuances. And like now she'll say something and I make a joke. She's like, man, the garbage is looking really full. And I'll be like, yeah, you should take it out. <laughs> She'll be like, what? Well, like, just saying, if it's full, yeah, take it out. Isn't that what you were insinuating that the garbage <laughs> needs to be taken? <laughs> then she'll look at me like all pissed off and be like, will you take the garbage out, please? Yeah, that's all you had to do. Yeah, it's all you had to fucking do be direct yeah yeah <laughs> just fucking tell us what we're trainable you just gotta tell yep. us what to do good that's the thing just anyway. just just say what you need because that's another thing it's like just tell me what you want yeah well i i did no you didn't i, I want you to know my fear i want you to know what i want fuck <laughs> off i i don't even know what the fuck i want like, exactly i told you there's nothing smart going on up here <laughs> stop yeah you stop it just stop it so and it's not her fault it's mine i get that but you can't expect intelligence where none exists like it's just where and when it comes to love and that inner working the men are from mars women are from venus bullshit like i i don't love that theory but it's not untrue either because we don't get it like and we just don't think that level of trying to i don't i can't read your mind so why am i going to try like just tell me what you want and it's Hollywood figure out when? for saying oh, that we can. Fuck <laughs> hell. Fucking assholes. That's why movie love is bullshit. Because it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Not in that format anyway. True love's great. But it's fucking hard. And it takes work. And it's a choice. It doesn't just happen. That's why marriages fail every other day. Because they don't... Unrealistic it, expectations. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's going to be perfect. And we're always going to be happy. No, fucker. You're going to want to punch somebody in the face nine times out of 10, but it's being able to go. Yeah. But I still really kind of like hanging out with them yeah, exactly. tomorrow. Wanna, it'll be fun. Yeah. I want to suplex your face right now, but yeah. Yeah. it's kind of cute. Yeah. I want to suplex you, but it's, it's out of love. It's the suplex of love. Yeah. And then you can kick me in the balls and we'll be even, you know what I mean? And tomorrow we'll laugh about it, but that's they they just have this expectation of, seeing what we don't get to see in the movies because it always ends in the perfect moment right oh it's mm-hmm. so cute they're back together but no no and i think that's one of the things that i like about this movie is when i get down to it we see all the good the bad the ugly and then what we see is that moment when the little sister played by chloe grace Moretz, who i think is I love that the little sister is his advisor. Right. Especially like the part of the saga. He's like, coach, coach, we're not done yet. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? She's like 12. Anyway, I love that moment where she's like, you need to think back on it and see it for what it was. And then he sees both the happy and the not happy. And it's not through rose colored glasses. But on the flip side, we have that moment where he's like, I hate her fucking laugh. 
I hate the fucking roach looking birthmark that flip from the first one that he talks about all those same things. So then it's through those dark and foggy glasses. And then you see that. So you've seen now all three, like we talk about, there's three sides to every story. There's the Mm -hmm. one, two, and then the middle, which is the truth. But that happy and not happy is the true thing. He sees her smile. He loves it. He sees that she avoided holding his hand in the, record store even though he felt like that was a great moment for them like through the rose colored glasses i like that's probably my favorite moment in this movie because it shows some semblance of real reality not the whole shit we're in love not the fucking i hate her because she broke my heart but the none of it was perfect there were great moments and there were not great moments and it's choosing to see that there were a little bit of both and still trying to figure out how to make it work that actually makes a relationship work you're never going to make a relationship work if you're on either side of the major spectrum. You have to be somewhere in the middle, in my opinion, or my experience. How about that? Oh, I like so, it. Yeah. But I do have to ask, like, fuck is wrong with indie film creators? Like, right. who hurt you guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, we pit, this is number four that we've done, right? One, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. And uh, who hurt you guys? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it kind of goes a little bit to indie films being more honest. It's fair. You don't have a big budget. You don't have really profit goals. You're one who's telling a story. The easiest way to tell a story is one that you've personally gone through. Yeah. And now you're just using film as your medium. Yeah. Right. Instead of verbal or whatever. But holy shit, you guys have a lot of shit packed away, indie filmmakers. (laughs) Yeah, y'all need some help. Like, and I realize this is probably part of your therapy, so good for you, but fuck, you're fucking hurting the rest of us. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, stop it. Like, I've had a great month of August, but it's been kind of depressing watching yeah. these fucking movies. Like, Jesus. Misery loves company. Leave me out of it. Yeah, I don't no want shit. it. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there thinking, I got to put the, the topics up on Patreon soon for uh, October, and I'm like, I got to pick like great soundtracks or something for them to choose those movies because there's some happy movies in there and I need some fucking happy. Cause yeah, God, these four movies we watched for September, not so much. No, like they, they've all been good. Oh, great. movies. speaking. Yeah. But what the heck guys, like what happened to telling the fun stories about like your fifth birthday party or some shit. No shit. Well, I started thinking too recently about like, what maybe I should have picked some different indie movies because I have a lot of indie movies that I like to watch. And then I started thinking about them and I'm like, they're all a little fucked up. Like no matter how yeah, good they like, are, are, are we really the problem in our yeah. picks? I mean, <laughs> partially. Yes. Sure. But at the same time, was there anything out there better? So, I mean, I don't know. Comment contest. Yeah. What's your favorite indie movie that isn't fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to watch some. Cause I don't know that I have any on my list that aren't, doesn't don't hurt you in some way yeah they're all kind of that depressing you know melodramatic kind of feel to it and i mean i guess that does make for better filming maybe Mm. but stop it yeah you know (laughs) i I watch movies to be happy (laughs) yeah there is one no it's kind of rough too i so there's one recently that we found on accident called uh two night stand instead of Uh one night stand um i won't give anything away it's funny 
And I think that's why I like it because it's hilarious, but it's dark hilarious. Like it still has its moments, but it's a, I think it's a, of all of my indie films that I do like, I think that's the least hurtful one, but it does have some hurtful moments. Um, anyway, yeah, fucking indie filmmakers, you guys need help. Uh huh. <laughs> call out, call someone if you need, like, yeah, yeah. Jesus. call Goobler. Yeah. <laughs> um i do want to talk about the cinematography so i have a couple of favorite scenes and the things that i like about this movie a lot i already talked about the one where you get to see the three different perspectives throughout the movie the other one that i love and probably my second favorite part of this whole film is the party scene where Mm -hmm. it's the expectations versus reality and i think it sums up kind of what we've talked about when it comes to relationships like so well because you get to see his expectations after the train ride and the wedding are we're going to get back together. Right. And then the reality of it is he's somebody put baby in the corner because fuck like, and it's, and I've watched it and I've, I think while I love that comparison where you're watching them both together in that split screen and then it shifts over and takes out the expectation, the, yeah, the expectation side, because that's not reality when he realizes she's got on an engagement ring that, and this is pretty much her engagement party. I was like, well, that's fucked up that she invited him to her engagement party. Oh yeah. Super fucked up, but he didn't catch again. Men are stupid. She says, we're having a get together. We, our building has a rooftop. I'm like, listen, fucker. She's telling you that it's not her building. It's not her rooftop. It's, hours she's being See, proof that men are stupid i didn't get that really <laughs> uh, it took me two times to get it and a little bit of an explanation for casey because i was like why would you go to that party and she's like well i don't know because she did tell him and i'm like no she didn't no she's like he said she said our and i was like see that's what's wrong with you fucking people is you think he caught that I didn't and he thought mine and yours <laughs> that's what he thought because <laughs> he's stupid <laughs> all he sees is your lips and your boobs and he's thinking about hugging and kissing on you in on your our rooftop yeah. he didn't fucking hear ours because it's yours and some other dudes that's not what he heard because we're stupid and you fuckers are crazy because you think he heard that shit right nope he did not but yeah i love that scene though yeah that's a good one i not gonna yeah. go watch it again just to make Sorry. sure <laughs> yeah yeah watch yeah. that train scene when she invites him it hurt or the wedding scene when she invites him it hurts like my fiance and i what's what's wrong with that why can't you do that right break just rip it out right there like tear his heart out right there just get it over with it'll hurt more because you just had a great time at that wedding but just get it done just figure it out or better yet don't invite him that <laughs> probably a good call too. Uh, yeah i mean just let that shit go because that's another thing that i think all people men and women get wrong is that a relationship that that is that intense and has happened for that long like that you can remain friends like i know there's a couple people that have said that they've remained friends and to a certain degree there's some truth there i'm sure but the problem is, is there's always the elephant in the room that is 
all you have to do is look at them twice and throw a head nod to the bedroom and you guys are going to go fuck, which immediately eliminates a true friendship. Dude, I love you. You're awesome. You look at me funny and head nod. I'm not going to go fuck. (laughs) That there's boundaries with friendship. Those boundaries get crossed in certain types of friendship. I mean, how much? (laughs) Fair. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. (laughs) That's different, though. It's it's different. That doesn't cross any lines. You need some help. I need some help. We'll figure that shit out. It's a a business arrangement. (laughs) Exactly. It's completely entirely separate from our friendship. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a good point. I think that in order to stay that friends, you have to both be fully committed to somebody else. Correct. Um, because I mean, like, you know, at this point she's just building her bench, right? Um, <laughs> to have, you know, lined up people. Yeah. And if that's, I mean, it's better to do a clean break. I think yeah. find someone, make sure you both have find someone, then you go back and be friends. Yeah. And I think that can work. That whole let's stay friends. No, you're building a bench. Yeah. Because it's like leaving that door cracked, right? Yeah. Instead of closing the door, it's <laughs> you're adding to your the, booty call list. Yeah, exactly. You're there adding might to feel be better about my here. life list. Yeah. And so then that prevents the other person from actually going out and caring about themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, it's, it's always one of those level things. of wonder. Yeah, wonder on like, on well, maybe. Other. Yep. Um, Got to so, keep them on the hook. Yeah. So it's that that friends thing. I think has to be. There's got to be a break first, where there's sure. no contact, and then you can come back together and be friends. Yeah. Like I think after Tom meets Autumn, and maybe if 500 Days of Autumn ends differently than 500 Days of Summer, then I think Summer and Tom could have some conversations and communication together, right? Be some level yeah. of friends. I agree with you. Now there's a whole level, another level of issues that can come along with that. You better have a very confident, very secure partner in your relationship because that can create some issues where, Oh, you're still friends with an ex. Okay. I understand they're married, but there's still, there's an instant level of distrust there that can come not saying it will, but there's a whole le- another level of complexity to that friendship. But if you have a very secure relationship, yeah, I think you're right. I think that lends itself to, and I have a buddy that his ex and her husband are best friends, both of them, with him and his wife now. Like, they're great friends. I'm sure they don't talk about certain aspects of their lives, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a different dynamic once you're in a relationship. So I think it's a great point. But I've tried to do the friends after relationship thing. It just doesn't. There's just a level of weird that you just can't get past because. And you're right. Like if I'm single and she starts dating someone or vice versa, there's like a, Ooh, I don't like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's point. always that level of competition. Yeah. Back down to basic biology. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, it's, that's rough. I, you know, I, there was some other cinematography things that I liked about this film. Like I liked the idea of when they're like, when you were talking about, they bounce from like day 40 to day 320. Like I love, the shades of summer like in the great it's like that little artwork that they show Mm -hmm. every time with the trees and stuff and the sun's up like it's either really bright and sunny and the leaves are great 
or you know you're about to watch a really hard scene to watch because the lead, the trees are dying and there's no sunlight or it's cloudy and the leaves are falling out. You're like, fuck, this is such great because it prepares you, right? Because it's not comfortable to watch some of these scenes. You're like, oh, I'm going to get to watch a dark scene. And I like the juxtaposition how there's never a good day followed by another good day. Yeah, It was that every relationship has good and bad days. And sometimes to Tom, to their point they're making, it always, it might have seemed like a good day, but I knew they were trying to show that this actually wasn't a good day because what we saw beforehand. So in that artwork. So I really love the way that they played that part of it. I just think the way that they laid out most of their scenes was really cool in this movie. It's one of my favorite parts of this movie is yeah. the way that they laid them out. Completely agree. They did a great job kind of pulling it all together and making it work. Um, it was just one of those scenes where the content was so heavy mm-hmm. and depressing that it makes you hate them for it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it works from the story that they were trying to tell. They did a really good job. Sure. Absolutely. And I think part of the reason that it did work so well is the cast in this is outstanding. Quite good. Um, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel just rock it throughout this movie. Like they have such a believable relationship and dynamic. And that's, and I love too that they play it the same way the whole time. Like they, a lot of times the things that I have a hard time with with some of these love movies, like the movies about love is you watch a fundamental change happen in one or another character. And that's not true to life. Like we are, are, and you can change certain aspects. Like I've learned to catch little hints about taking out the garbage when she tells me it's full. Like I'm with this woman for 20 years. I, I understand some of her subtle hints. I still miss a lot of them. (laughs) Some of them after 20 years, I figured it out. But that's such a subtle change, and it's taken a lot of arguments and a lot of conversations and a lot of time. And when we watch these movies in two hours, they go through this full cycle of what takes most people decades to figure out about each other. What I like about this one is there was never that dynamic of change. Tom was always this put too much expectation and hope on this relationship. And Zoe Deschanel's character, Summer, was never there was never a doubt in my mind, even the first time I watched it, that these two were not going to end up together in the end because she was never as committed to the relationship as Tom was. There was never the same kind of love that Summer felt that Tom felt not questioning that she didn't love him, just questioning that it wasn't on the same level. And I fully believe that all relationships have some levels of imbalance at any given time, right? I can tell you right now, there's been times where my love for Casey was very different and at a deeper level than hers for me and vice versa. Right. But you have to be able to roll with those punches. And that's what I think these actors brought, especially those two to this table of being able to go through that shift of, and even when everything looks happy, seeing Zoe Deschanel give this subtle little performance where you're like, if you pay enough attention to her character, you can see that she's not as into it as Tom is. And what he thinks that she is. So I, I kudos to those two, especially, but the whole cast is great. Oh yeah. So hands down. 
yeah. without them, this movie takes on a really different <laughs> sure. view. Sure. Well, and I think the other thing that was important about those two is they're both likable people. Like they have those faces that you're just like, oh, this is a nice person. You know what I mean? Like I like, and they both have like that almost innocent look to them as well. Like you don't look at them and think these are some shitty human beings. I think some favorite, like if you put Brad Pitt in this character as Tom, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put those Cause there's a level of mm, you're too much, right? There's no way you were that innocent about life. And that's not to say that they're not, it's just that look right, wrong or indifferent can make us go mm -mm. and they wouldn't have been right for the character. So kudos to the casting director too, because those two were perfect and they acted the shit out of it. So I like it. All right. Should we rate this thing? Let's do it. All right, buddy. You're first. My movie. I got to go first. Shit. <laughs> All right. Let's see. No, wait, so wait, wait. It's my movie. You got to go first. That's why I said I'm going first. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you, I thought you said it was your movie. I'm like, you didn't paint this movie. You yeah, made me watch THX. I, and I might have said that trying to get out of it, but I'll mm -hmm. never confess or not. The recording will tell. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, this is this is hard. Yeah. And it's been the same way this entire goddamn month mm -hmm. because all the movies we watch have been phenomenal, except not. Yeah, they're great and they're terrible at the same exact time because they're hard to watch. They're difficult to get through, which, you know, for me anyway, that means it's a bad movie because movie is supposed to be entertainment. Mm -hmm. And if it's a chore to get through, it's not really that entertaining, in my opinion. Now, yeah. different strokes for different folks. I get it. Some people will look at this and be like, oh, my gosh, that was riveting. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing against you. You're wrong, but you're OK. <laughs> um, so but at the same time these four films that we've done have been from storytelling some of the better movies we've done recently now mm -hmm. it's very niche storytelling telling a specific uh you know experience or summer you know kind of uh, period of time so i mean that's really good and as you can tell i'm really scrambling for what i'm gonna say <laughs> about this because it's hard it's so because fun. at the end of the day i didn't like this movie yeah didn't like it i I think I watched it before, but like I said at the beginning, I didn't even know what movie this was. I confused it with a completely different film. Yeah. Um, so it, it did not like it, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the conundrum. So I think I'm going to go safe. Don't come after me. Uh, three and a half. Hmm. Good movie. Good way to tell the story. I think that it came and it did what it was supposed to do. It just the package it was wrapped in was dog shit. Mm -hmm. um, and it took too long to kind of get there or it played too much to its subtleties to really make it enjoyable for me. But it doesn't change the fact that it's a good movie. Yeah. If you go to watch this, you have got to be prepared. Yes. For hints, subtle ones, apparently throughout the entire film. Um because apparently they're they're there. I didn't mm -hmm. pick up on a single one of them, so that's fine. Whatever. Um, but it might explain why Oshi really likes this movie. To be honest, uh, three and a half. I'm not watching it again. I love um, it. At least in my own free will. But yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, if I didn't have 
Casey, who's very willing to re make me rewatch movies I don't want to watch again, because we saw it in the theater and I was like, I will never watch that movie again. I was wrong. I I haven't watched it a lot because I I do protest when she starts to pull some of the movies like this up. But I do like this movie and I completely agree with your assessment. It's I like this movie from a filmmaking perspective and a storytelling perspective. I hate this movie from an entertainment perspective because I'm not entertained. I feel like I'm watching bits of my life played back with me from a much more attractive gentleman. Like it's just uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And, and it, and I don't like to revisit some of those feelings in the, but I love like the way that the story's told. I love the cinematography. I love the acting. I love the reality of this movie and the fact that it doesn't shy away from as humans, we put way too much expectation and weight on early goings of a relationship because we, we want to get to what we've been force fed from an entertainment, from Hollywood, from stories and books that say that love is perfect and it's easy and everyone has a soulmate that they're meant to be with. And it's just entirely untrue. And this movie shows why it's because we're not always ready for that. When we meet a person, one person might be the other person isn't. And it's not a, the only physiological part of it is your hormones and your desire to get your dick wet. If you're a guy and to, to be whatever, I can't speak for women and their needs for a relationship, but that's the only biological piece of love. True love is difficult and it's a choice and it's an emotional roller coaster and it's a battering and it's you making mistakes and doing things that batter your partner and then having to realize that you did that and you're in the wrong and being able to accept that and apologize and move forward. That's real relationship. And there's a lot of biological and physiological things that happen because of those things, but none of those biological physiological things are love. Love is the same fucking physio physio physiological reaction as eating a bar of chocolate or drinking an energy drink. It's the same shit. If you want love, that love, Go fucking have a rock star and move on with your life. Go eat a fucking Mars bar and get on with your life. If you want love, be prepared for the difficult parts of this movie and how you're going to work with someone to get through it because that's what you love it. However, I way digress there to say that I like that they don't shy away from it in this movie and I like the way they tell a story and I think the narrator is really funny that they have that. This is not any, they tell you right out the gate, this is not a love story. This is not a happy story, but I think there's a lot to be learned from it. If you pay attention to the subtle hints, you can start to realize, Ooh, I know why he's in trouble. Cause he didn't catch this, right? Like rewind it, pay attention to it. Um, I'm stalling too. Cause I don't want to rate this movie, what I'm about to give it, but <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. I look, I think it's a great movie from an artistic and storytelling perspective. Again, to Alex's point, if you're looking for entertainment though, it's probably not it. Unless you're entertained by people miserable <laughs> doing shitty things to each you? other. Yeah. And then who hurt you? And you should call a, an indie filmmaker because maybe you have a story to tell. I don't know. <laughs> so with that, yeah, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us when we're not getting our hearts crushed. 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our review of 500 Days of Summer. This is a downer of a movie. Uh, not quite as depressing to talk about, apparently, as I thought it was going to be, but it's a depressing watch. So yeah. if you made it to this point of the video, leave us a like or a comment uh, as it lets us know that you enjoy downer content so we can then block your ass. Uh, <laughs> September is in full swing and uh, indie month over excited for it so no more indie month bonanza uh mm -mm. special thanks to our patron beta ray bill for picking mm -hmm. indie films and uh we are going to be sticking to the themed month guys so yep. if you want to get in on the selections patreon is the place to do so uh you can vote on selections then movies within those selections it's a great thing uh with that i will send it back to the mauling macedon the sultan of swat jj yeah and since it is the last week of september that you're listening to us let's go ahead and announce what October is going to be and that is oh, you know what I'm not going to announce it because at this point in recording I'm still debating whether we go with the next topic or if we add a secret topic that Alec will hate me for so oh uh, no because it <laughs> is October my friend secret topic this is <laughs> a bitch. it is October I it is October. Secret, be like Alec's gonna hate it <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens uh if I decide not to go with what I want to go with It'll be movies with great soundtracks. If if I let's, do go, let's do that. Let's if do I that. do go, it'll let's be not. a more Halloween theme type movie. Um, Charles, since you're a functioning patron, why don't you a functioning patron? <laughs> <laughs> meaning, as opposed pay... to all our dysfunctional patrons, exactly. Meaning, you <laughs> keep this podcast up and running functionally. So, uh, yeah, tell us, give us a hint. Should we go with Halloween theme or should we go with the next topic? Uh, yeah, it is the end of September, so it's too long. Let's just never mind. I'll reach out to you later. Welcome to time travel. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs. Yeah, I know. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematica.